0: Welcome to Documentary First, an inside look at a first time filmmaker's journey. I am your host, Josh Lindsay from the Movie Proposal Podcast. And with us is, as always, our first time filmmaker, Christian Taylor.
1: Hello there, Josh Lindsay. How are you?
0: I'm very good. Thank you. And with us again, 99% of the time, and really couldn't do it without him, is Jason Rugg looking good with the best lighting from the Holy Post. (laughs) Hey there, Josh. Your, your lighting's the third best on this one, but it's fine. <laughs> it is, it's uh, it's totally unnatural, it's it's right above me, and it's, um, what do you call that? Um, fluorescent. Fluorescent, yeah. 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 So
1: In case you're wondering why we're talking about this, uh, Jason was tweeted at and was told by Holy Post Podcast listeners, which is another podcast uh, Jason and I are on, that his lighting was the best, between me and Phil and Sky. so.
0: I want to yep. say I was on the Holy Post last week. Yes, that's you true. Ago. But not video. Well, so it doesn't count. Well, I watch <laughs> this video. That's fair. <laughs> I
1: don't know if you're watching this, would you please make a comment on our YouTube and let us know, Hey, I watch you on YouTube. That would be nice.
0: You can talk about how nice Jason looks in his lighting.
1: <laughs> his pen lighting.
0: That's the only All reason right, I Christian. do this is the glory. You are not in Wheaton where you normally are. You are Does my at background
1: a look different.
0: You look in a uh, bed and breakfast.
1: I am. I am at the Inn of Chagrin Falls. <laughs> the, inn of chagrin. In the Inn of Chagrin. The Inn of Chagrin. And I am in Chagrin Falls, Ohio, which is, I have to say, a little slice of heaven.
0: That's good to hear. Yeah.
1: Have it's, you ever it's, been there before? I didn't even know this town existed before until <laughs> until James Matteo who plays Frank Perconti in the band of brothers. When he watched my film, I had him watch it and he said, you know, this is really good. You need to enter this into the chagrin documentary film festival. And I was like, where's that? And he said, chagrin falls, Ohio. It's a fabulous festival. Um, this is its 11th year. It was started by Mary Ann Ponce. Uh, her son was a filmmaker who was passionate about documentary film films and he died before he finished his, I think it was his first film maybe. And so she started this film festival in his honor and this is its 11th year. And the town has just rallied around this film festival. I am just blown away by what I've experienced and I haven't even been here 24 hours yet. I drove in yesterday, and when I drove into the little adorable town, there's a banner that welcomes everybody to the Chagrin Doc Fest, And there is this adorable little downtown section where there is a park where there's cascading falls and a big LED screen for uh, watching movies in the park this week. And people have just been so friendly I, when I tell people I am with a film that is screening here. They act like I'm like famous or something. It's kind of crazy. That's it's fun. And this inn is beautiful. It's been here a really long time. I'm currently in the uh, Garfield room and you'll know that Garfield was a president from Ohio and he uh, there's a picture of his home here and it's decorated sort of in that style, I guess. And it's uh, it's really beautiful. The inn is uh, very quaint. The people are incredibly friendly, and the, the one of the innkeepers, because some of our staff needed some free lodging, uh, Barb put some of our team members up in her own home, which is down around the corner. That's how friendly these people are. So That's awesome. we were camped out in Riverside Park with our table and our dress and the world war two items. And we're trying to tell people about our film and how they can watch it online and just sort of spreading the word and, you know, getting to know the people that live in Chagrin. So it's been really cool.
0: So, Uh, Today is October 7th as we record. When does the film screen?
1: So this film screens this Saturday, October 10th. By the time people hear this, it will be over, of course, sadly. Um, However, if you live in Ohio, you can still stream it online from chakrindocfest.org, I think it is. And I think it's screening through that festival through October 15th. And Our film will screen at a drive-in, the chagrin drive-in that they've created just for this event on Saturday at 4.30. And we have four World War II veterans that'll be our guest of honor, as well as the French Council General to the Midwest, Guillaume Lacroix, that's going to join us and thank the veterans. And we'll watch the film. And then after that, it's the award ceremony. And we'll come back and just, you know, hope we win an award.
0: Do you ever get tired of watching your film
1: there was a season where i thought if i have to watch this one more time i'm gonna stab myself (laughs) in the eye with a pencil uh that was probably around the end of when we were doing all of our final reviews so when nothing is changing and i'm having to watch it over again um and i have to watch the whole thing so for example if I'm checking a file where I have to watch the whole thing and pay attention, that's really hard for me when I'm watching something to catch one or two things. Uh, but then if Mm. I step away from it for a little bit, which has happened and I come back and watch, it'll make Mm. me emotional. Mm. And, and I'll wonder who wrote that? Like, (laughs) I, I truly don't remember writing most of it.
0: Wow. Well, and I I guess it's got to be fun too. I mean, I know it's different with COVID, but, you know, watching it with audiences or at least other people, you know, trying to, you're maybe paying more attention to reaction than the film, I would guess.
1: Completely. When we were doing the rough screenings, that was super important. It started in Normandy, but then in the US, I wouldn't watch the film at all. I was just watching everybody else to see what made them laugh and what made them cry and what, you know, what kept their attention. So I wanted to find out when people were shifting in their seats or when they were going to get something to drink. And those were all cues that helped me know how to edit things out. And what was really remarkable is I remember seeing it with an audience for the first time and I was stunned at how much they laughed. Because I didn't really understand. We always say that Maurice LaCour, who is a very understated, we called him a lazy talker. He doesn't emote very much. He's just, his mouth doesn't move very much. So he's not a very animated character, but he cracked people up. And so he made people laugh throughout the film. And we were just so surprised. We knew people were going to be emotional. We didn't understand how much they would enjoy the humor. So that, that was just really neat.
0: So before we dive more into chagrin, um, you mentioned Boston. You were in Boston a week or two ago and it's green there. Do you have any more updates from that?
1: I don't. They were supposed to announce the, you know, award winners of the festival last Monday. I checked what? in with them. Yeah, last Monday. And I checked in with them yesterday uh, um, or I think on Tuesday. Yeah. And I still haven't heard back from them. So a lot of people are asking me, we voted for you. Do you know if you won the audience award for Boston? And I don't. So I'm sure there's just tons of stuff going on for them. They're super busy. We'll hear about that. But we did get other news this week. Oh, let's hear it. So on Sunday, I think it was, we were doing the closing ceremonies for the Lady Filmmakers Festival, which was supposed to end on October 4th and the first thing they told us was it was extended so instead of ending on october 4th it's going to end this sunday october what is it this what is october the what 11th is this sunday jason the 11th the 11th yeah, the so 11th. it's going to end this sunday at midnight on the 11th so um, people, I mean, I guess this doesn't matter now because it's going to come out too late. But people will have been able to watch the film this week, and the more people that watch, uh, the more uh, you know, audience numbers um, will go up, and maybe we can win an audience award for lady filmmakers. But it doesn't really matter because we won the best feature documentary award. What? That's yeah. amazing.
0: <laughs> Woo! That's I know. So great.
1: I was super we're surprised. we going to have to start
0: calling you Christian uh, award-winning filmmaker again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> please, please. Um, I was really surprised because we were on a Zoom call with a whole bunch of other filmmakers and the Mike and Patricia who run the festival. And I honestly was not even thinking I would win. I was hoping I would win, but I just didn't think because it was a big festival. And there are lots of really good films. When I started watching the films, I was blown away. And so when they selected us for that best feature documentary, I burst out crying. Nobody else had (laughs) cried. Like I was near the end of all the awards and I'm blubbering like a baby. And I had to, you know, say thank you. And I'd always said like, if I ever get an award, I'm going to thank my God first and I'm going to, you know, give him honor. And I didn't thank him at all during the whole thing. (laughs) I didn't even tell him thank you. I'm very sorry, God. Um, It was, I was just too emotional. So that was super exciting. I don't know exactly what prize I've won. They did give us a certificate, uh, but I do think there is an actual prize. So I asked them about that. Prize
0: or like trophy?
1: Well, there, every festival has different prizes. So for chagrin, one of the main prizes is that you can, you have distribution through gravitas ventures, which is a big U S distributor. So if you win, That's guaranteed to you. You don't have to take it, but you can. So um, that's a prize for one of the award winners at Chagrin. Sometimes you will get an actual like award thing. So for the Central States Indie Fan Film Fest, when we won Best Documentary Feature there, they sent us these little square bronze type medals. And then for lady filmmakers, I think they have like a, A Tiffany plate or you know bowl or something like that for the for some category I'm not sure which so it really varies from festival to festival sometimes it's money you can win money um many times there is no prize you just have the and you know the laurel which is a prize in itself so what's been interesting is that I have felt sort of momentum building um, Today, I got it pinged in my Facebook page that the Utah Film Award, uh, the Utah Film Festival and Awards did a review on our film, which is very curious because I did enter the Utah Film Festival and Awards for next spring. I entered in like May or something, and we're supposed to be told if we get in next like March. And so... I was so surprised when they reviewed the film because we haven't been accepted or anything, but clearly they've watched it and someone has reviewed it. And the film review was amazing. I couldn't believe it. So that came out of nowhere and was super exciting. So that's really great for us. Whenever we get, um, people independently review us we get to add those to our film freeway profile so for first-time filmmakers listening to this when you have a film there are all these portals that you submit your film through the most common one right now is film freeway and if you have ever applied to college and have a common core application it's very similar process you fill out your profile on this site You put in all your information, your trailers, you upload your film, you put in all your awards, all the specs of your film, photos, movie poster. You upload all of that into your profile. And then from that profile, you will search for the film fest you want to enter. And then you uh, submit to those film festivals, usually with money, and you submit to different categories. So sometimes film festivals will have awards for just the director or the director, the cinematographer, the editor, the composer, and they charge you a fee based on how many categories you enter for. And that ends up being the fee that you pay. So there isn't just one portal. There is film freeway. There is Fest home. There is festival life. There is, um, I don't know, a whole host of other ones, you know, in Europe. And, That has been a frustrating thing because every time I'm in a new platform, I have to redo all of that information, which is a lot. It's like filling out a college application. And so I finally learned after doing that a million times, I should keep a Google doc that just has it all here and I just plug it in. problem is in a lot of these different film festival submission portals, they ask you for different links. So they want a log line that's 90 characters long or a summary that's 300 characters long when yours may be a thousand characters long. So you have to constantly edit and re-put in and it's quite the challenge most of the time.
0: All right. So um, we've got chagrin going on. You had Boston. Ladies filmmaker is continuing. What's next in the world of, of film after Chagrin or film festivals after Chagrin.
1: Yeah. So by the time that someone that you guys are listening to this, it's going to be the third week of October. And that's about the time that we're going to uh, be in the La Femme or La Femme, my French people say, La Femme Film Festival. It is a film festival that's based in L- LA. They're sponsored by Paramount. And they're using a new technology called See Alive. And in this instance, this film festival is very unique because they're allowing us to host film parties. So we will be hosting a film party on Friday, the 15th. um, No, no Friday, the 16th, Saturday, the 17th, and then maybe a cast party, a party with the cast on Sunday. And on Saturday, our French friends are going to be included in this little film party. So in the film party, people will go to a link, they'll pay nine or seven ninety nine, And they will then be able to see us in person, talk with us, ask us questions, chat with us in a chat box. Then they'll be able to watch the film in real time as a group of people. After it's over, they can chat with us in a chat box during the film and ask questions. And then after it's over, we'll have a live Q&A and people can ask us questions right then and there. So that's going to be a really interesting festival because the technology is new. It's very unproven. We've tried to um, do a dry run of it already and it was really wonky. We had some issues. So um, how how is
0: it different than Zoom? I mean, what's, what's, what's. What's well, better in about Zoom, it than Zoom?
1: Imagine right now if I was to play a movie while you're watching the movie, it would not be very seamless and I wouldn't really be able to talk while we're doing the movie. Or It's just this portal allows you, it's, very, it's much more robust. There's very little lag time. Um, it's much more... Um, integrated so it's just it's a little different it'll be the it's the zoom of tomorrow honestly because in this platform you can also collaborate on documents so you have a stage where everybody whose video is there is on this stage and then you can push people to the main stage or you can push documents or you can push trailers or you can push um, and if you have a document, let's say a word document, you and I can type together on our different computers and write something together. Um, okay. it also can be used as a distribution platform in the future. So it's, it's super new technology and the La Femme film festival is going to be a guinea pig, I think, to see how it works. Also with La Femme, people are going to be able to stream it, the mm-hmm. film, but only mm-hmm. I think for that weekend. So it, it's, um, October 15 through 18, I think. And people will be able to stream the film from anywhere in the world. And we now have a festival website, the slash festivals. And it has all of the links and all of the information for every festival that we're in. And then after that, November 6th, we are screening at the Red Rock Film Festival in Utah. It's going to be a live screening and Hunter and I will be there.
0: So when you say, uh, you know, Paramount is sponsoring... This festival, I mean, my ears perk up. I mean, Paramount made Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? You know, so like I, you know, like, ooh, you know, like, so, I mean, is there, do you know stories about I me? Mean, like, do you, do deals come out of this? I mean, like, yeah. it seems like, you know, well, there'd be people paying attention from Paramount, you would yeah. think.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are, that's absolutely what La Femme is for. It's for creating those connections. In fact, I just had to sign up for a television interview Um a five minute television interview that I'll be doing on Sunday, which will air on a television channel there, but also on their Facebook live. And you do these film festivals for exactly this reason. The film festivals themselves have a platform that people pay attention to particularly distributors and various buyers. And so when you go into the festival, the spotlight that's on the festival trickles to you. And so, you know, that's why it's very important for you to get into festivals that have a good re- reputation. So, the Chagrin Doc Fest, for example, they for the last I don't know seven years have been one of the fifty uh, film festivals worth the entrance fee. So, there are these awards given by Moviemaker Magazine that ranks different film festivals based on all sorts of stuff. So Chagrin is a great value for its money and it has a lot of eyeballs on it, which is why we applied.
0: Do you know how La Femme ranks
1: in there? It's pretty high. It's it's one of the top 10 women or female focused film festivals, period. I'm not sure exactly what number it is on the list. I think it's like, seven, something like that. But, um, but it's very well respected. It's been around for 16 years. Um, I think, and Red Rock as well. Red Rock's been around 16 years, but what's interesting is Boston's been around 36 years. Um, lady filmmakers has been around, I think, 16 years. Chagrin has been around 11 and Red Rock has been around 16. Um, and usually the older a festival is, the more stature they have, you know, in the industry.
0: Have you heard we back from any other?
1: We didn't uh, apply. To really, sorry. We didn't really apply to any that were really new festivals. Cause we knew we could get into some better festivals.
0: Okay. Well, now what about other uh, ones you applied to? Have you got any more acceptances, rejections? Is it, are, had it a lot to back of, to you?
1: Yeah, we've had a lot of rejections. It's been a big spat of rejections. Um, over the last couple of weeks, and we've had no other acceptances. So uh, the last screening opportunity that I know about right now is November 6th. And however, most of the festivals, they, the notification date is about four to six weeks before the festival. So we, we do have a lot of festivals to hear back from in the month of October through even the 1st of November. And so over, you know, every day, I have about 72 festivals to still hear back from. Oh. Do you,
0: like, how how much, do you have any idea, and maybe, um, oh, uh, it's David, he's our executive producer. Uh, He would probably know better, but any idea how these film festivals that are further down, in the calendar how much do they pay attention to films that are applied to be with them that are being accepted into film festivals or, or rejected
1: they pay a lot of attention particularly to the bigger ones so everybody's paying attention to who gets into Sundance right and they want those big notable films in the first of the calendar year they want to those film festivals to apply to their festival. They want to be accepted. They're paying attention to who's getting the attention um, media wise. That's why we hired a publicist. The publicist's job is to help bring media attention to what we're doing and amplify whatever we're doing. So this past week, I don't know if I've talked to you guys about this, our publicist Morgan Harris got me an interview on One America Network. Did you guys hear that news? Did I tell you that?
0: Yes, I think so, I saw on Twitter or Instagram yeah. or there was yeah so, that's how I saw. That it. Was
1: supposed to happen on Saturday. Saturday report was preempted by the president's health report, so now it's bumped to this coming Saturday, mm-hmm. um, which will be a big audience for us to talk about our film. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the whole job of a publicist is to get some you know buzz going about your film, and the more buzz there is in the trades. Uh, the more festivals pay attention to that. And then that's why I find this Utah film festival and awards thing so interesting because I entered a few months ago. I'm not supposed to hear back until March, 2021 and they've already written a review on my film. How did that happen? I don't know.
0: Seems I'm like a good sign.
1: Excited. Yeah. I mean, I hope it's a good time. We'll see. I do think Um, that we will be in more festivals. I just don't know which ones, but now here's another little note on film freeway. Every time you win an award or get accepted to a festival, you go to your profile and you fill in your profile. I got into this festival, I won this award. And so when you submit to a festival and they come and look at your profile, they see how you're doing in the festival circuit. And so, it just gives you more credence to when they're looking at your film to be like, okay, people are really responding to this film. Well, we should have it at our fest.
0: So, what what uh, film festivals are you excited to hear back from that you haven't heard from?
1: Um, funny that you should ask me that. There was a time in the beginning where I was looking at my festival list every single day, and I knew exactly what response I was waiting to get. And there came a point, I don't know if you remember when we were talking on the podcast at one point, I was like, I got a rejection letter. And I was like, Oh, thank goodness. Like <laughs> I'm so glad because I realized it's a lot to manage when you've got one festival on top of another festival on top of another festival. It's a lot to manage with deliverables. It's a lot to manage financially and so I was starting to get relieved that I wasn't getting into a lot of festivals. So then I kind of just stopped fixating on you know different festivals. There were some this week, like there was a Czechoslovakian Film Festival that is an Academy Award qualifying film festival that I was really hoping we would get in and we got a rejection for that this week. And I, when it's an Academy Award qualifying film festival, it is extra depressing just because the only way for us to submit or enter the competition for an Academy Award is for us to get into one of those festivals and then win the Documentary Feature Award. So, you know, Sundance is one of those, let's say, or I'm not sure, uh, the, the, the Sheffield Doc Fest was an Academy Award qualifying film festival for documentaries. We would have needed to get in, and then we would have needed to win the Best Feature Documentary Award and if we had, we would have qualified to apply for the Oscars.
0: So do you know how many more uh, film festivals are out there that you have not heard from that are Academy Award winning qualifying?
1: I would say about five. Okay. Our chances are really dwindling as far as that goes. I'm pretty, I've pretty much come to grips with the fact that that's probably not going to happen. We, we so are you, saying,
0: are you saying every film that's in the Academy Awards was in a film festival?
1: No. So there are certain requirements that you have to meet in order to be considered for an Academy Award, and there are several different paths, and it will change because of COVID. One of the requirements is you have to you have to have played in a theater in New York, you know, LA or somewhere else for a consecutive amount of time. That's one criteria. Or you have to get into an Academy Award qualifying film festival. But even if you're an Academy Award qualifying qualifying film festival for one thing, you may not be for another. So for example, the Sheffield Doc Fest is an Academy Award qualifying film festival for feature-length documentaries. It's not an Academy Award qualifying for, let's say, you know, narratives, even though it's not a narrative film festival. So this analogy is kind of breaking down, but you, um, let's say TIFF. Okay. So TIFF is an Academy Award qualifying film festival, the Toronto Independent Film Festival. They have documentaries, narrative features, shorts, um, and animation. And so I don't know what their categories are that qualify but let's say um, it it is only the documentary category. If I win the best of the fest award in narrative, I don't qualify for an Academy Award if only they've been certified for the documentary category. Mm -hmm. So we had to find the Academy Award qualifying film festivals for documentaries and submit to those. And there was a list on the Academy Award, the Oscar website, there is a list of uh, Academy Award qualifying film festivals for documentaries. And that's what we based our submissions on.
0: So I'm just curious. I I watch the Academy Awards every year. I'm one of those nuts. And there seems to be, you know, as a kid, you think it's objective. And then as an adult, you realize, wait, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes here. (laughs) And, um, you know, especially the, the marketing of you know pick my film pick my film and uh you know how like you want it just to be organic yeah and just the best rises to the top you know like you know what you know for a film that's you know not made by you know paramount or something like that you know that is an independent filmmaker how, how much uh you know politics are involved and you know who you know and that kind of stuff do you think there is
1: so um, I would say there is a fair amount of who you know. And then I will say sometimes it doesn't matter. So for example, David Patterson is on the board of the Savannah Film Festival. I went to their party at Sundance. I met them all. They were like, oh, yes, we totally want to have you to the film festival. You need to come and speak at the school. And um, I was certain we would get in to SCAD and we did not. They had over 3000 entries and I mean, we didn't get in. He's also on the um, film festival uh, board of the Gold Coast Film Festival. We did not get in there. And so there are times where who, you know, helps you and there are other times where who, you know, doesn't matter at all. What is interesting is, you know, you have to do what we're doing on this very small scale. If you don't have a studio behind you, which is make your film, and then market it yourself, which we've done on all of our social media streams. Then you have to continually fight for publicity and reviews. We hire a publicist who's doing that for us now. And you just have to start getting that buzz going. And if we these win these awards, that's helpful. And if we were to get win an award at an Academy Award Qualifying Film Festival, then we would be in the mix and we would submit our film for consideration. Well, then the lobbying begins. Then it's a lot of lobbying and marketing people who are judges or whatever. And then if it gets down to where you're nominated, you're still lobbying. So you're asking all these people, watch our film, see our film, talk about our film. Um, It is a business at the end of the day. And the biggest, you know, golden prize is that Oscar. Oscar. In our business.
0: But you don't have to have an Oscar to be quote successful you know I mean in terms of distribution and, and then the ability to you know to give you that leg up to make your next film and, and so forth.
1: Yeah the reason the reason I mean for my purposes I'll, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. be in the Oscars or win an Oscar right I just I know I'm not mm-hmm. but the fact that I'm a first-time filmmaker I've never made anything I've gotten into any film festivals at all is amazing And the fact that we have now won two Best Feature Documentary Awards and a Best Original Score, that's a pretty darn big deal for a first-time filmmaker. And so uh, that is a good thing for me in terms of if I wanted to make another movie, having somebody have a proof of concept, right? This is what I wanted to do. I want to show you that I have a story and an idea in my head, and I actually can accomplish what I set out to do. And you can believe me and trust in me. And the reason I didn't ask for investors is because I wasn't sure myself. But now I am sure. Now I know I could do this again. And I know I could make a good film because I, it'll probably be better than this one because I've learned so much. And it certainly will cost less, <laughs> I hope. Um, <laughs> and hopefully I can get somebody to see what I've done and be like, okay, Christian is a safe bet. We want to attach her to this film and, or we want to, you know, invest in her vision for this next film. So we'll see. David always says you make a film so you can make your next film.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what your next film will be. But first we get this thing distributed. Are you, do you have any news on that front that you can share?
1: Um. I don't have any news that I can share with you today, but I can share with you that I will have news soon.
0: <laughs> That's right. Keep them we'll wanting more, right? It's our cliffhanger.
1: Come back next week, same bad time, same bad channel.
0: <laughs> All right. Jason, questions, Christian, anything else when you talk about? Nothing for me.
1: Are you sure, Jason, you never ask any question? <laughs>
0: No, yeah, it, I, I'm just excited to see where um, these festivals end up because I, you covered a lot of it. And so I think I'm excited to hear how Chagrin goes next time. So I'll have some questions next time.
1: Yeah, I, I'm excited to hear how it's going to go too. Um, we, it's, I think it's going to be very special. One thing that I didn't explain was how this is our world premiere, even though we've already premiered.
0: Ah, right. You had your yeah. U.S. premiere, right?
1: We had our U.S. premiere, yep. So why do you think this is our world premiere?
0: Because they said they wanted to be us, and you said okay. And it's kind of close to Canada, so that kind of counts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this whole premiere status thing was something that I learned the hard way as with everything else with this film a long time ago when i was talking to a publicist originally at a event i said yeah we're premiering our film at Utah beach in normandy in spring of 2019 she goes really you're premiering i didn't think you'd finished i was like no it's just a rough card. she's like well then you can't use the word premiere and so i was like oh so um premiere status is something that is almost a legal term so Hollywood actors put it in their contracts when they're in a film, I need four passes to the world premiere for me and my dogs, you know, or whatever. And, um, and, and if it is the world premiere, there are certain things that kick in. Well, I learned this in Boston because when Boston called us and told us we'd gotten in, they wanted to know if we could be there, if we could have our world premiere there. And i said, well, We've already given that away to chagrin and chagrin was after Boston. So they're like, well, can we have your U S premiere? And I said, sure. So really all it meant is in their billing, they're always going to list like film festivals want to say, we have the world premiere of this film. We have the U S premiere of this film and the higher it is world premiere, you know, you, North America premiere, U.S. premier, um, you know, there's western states, eastern states, southern states. I mean, they make up all these different kinds of things. That's where you're listed in the press articles. So world premieres are always listed first. U.S. premieres are listed second and on down the way. Mm-hmm. So you do want to pick a world premiere and so thankful we picked chagrin for our world premiere because they've just knocked it out of the park. I've been so incredibly thankful for how much they've done to give us this film experience. So our, you know, people could see our film. Interesting Very stuff. Cool.
0: Well, congratulations again on winning best feature documentary. And I look forward to hearing from La Femme in Boston. And hearing more about your distribution deal that does not exist, and uh, more exciting news about the girl who wore freedom. So
1: the news exists; we just can't talk about it right
0: now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, Christian, do you you need money, right? So everyone, go to the website.
1: Yes, please. We need money to operate this month. Please go to the website uh, Normandy pro uh, I can't believe I just did that the girl who war freedom.com slash donate, uh, please. Anything you can do would be so helpful. Go to the girl who war slash festivals to, um, you know, to, I know to see what our schedule is for the festivals and then go to the girlywarfreedom.com slash shop to go see our new clothing items. And if you use the code festival, you get a 10% discount.
0: Good to know. All right. Well, Hey everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Thank you for listening to documentary first, where we believe everyone has a story to tell and you
1: can be the one to tell it. Yes, you can. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Documentary First. We really appreciate your partnership with us. We can't do any of this without you. So thank you so much for listening, for donating, and for following along on our journey. If you are able to make a donation this week, we would really appreciate it. We are supported by donors who give us $100 or less, so anything helps. Also, if you're able to share the news about The Girl Who Wore Freedom with your friends and family, please do that on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or email. And sign up for our newsletter at com. Please go to thegirlwhoworefreedom.com slash donate to make a donation today.